This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform, where I invite creatives to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Dear John, the iconic legend Quincy Jones said, to know where you came from makes it easier for you to get where you're going. Sean Diddy Combs said, Everyone has challenges and lessons to learn. We wouldn't be who we are without them. If 2018 and the last six years taught you something, it's that anything is attainable with the right focus and determination. Continue to build. Continue to promote your vision. Continue to inspire creativity and make more creatives. In closing, Nas said, no idea is original. There's nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. The first chapter of your vision's movements is done. However, you're still a visionary. Peace and blessings. John Rawls. Yo, I feel like 95, Sachi on my body, Biggie, Jigga, Puffy, all that ballin' is a hobby, and I'm wildin' in my Houston, Texas, welcome back to episode number 38 of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. My name is John Ross Dyke, the first, and um, B, man, before we get started with the episode, I want to introduce our social media handles so we can get that out before we, we get into the thick part of the episode. Go ahead. You go first. So my Instagram, first of all, what's up, everybody? Um, oops. <laughs> my Instagram is supercarol, okay. S-U-P-E-R-C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Uh, my Twitter is supercarol, and then the number one. Okay. And then my uh my Facebook is Brian Carroll. B R Y A N C A R R O L L. Okay. Okay. And uh you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and still underscore visionary. If you would connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook, and visit my website at stillvisionary.com. So uh man, first of all, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Oh man, I'm delighted, man. It's an honor to be on the show. Okay. I'm okay. Um, this is what it's all about, man, um, bringing the kids, the kids of the future, man. So one thing I wanted to make sure is when I was talking to your manager, your manager made sure to emphasize that you were a family man, yes. right? And so um, when you brought your daughter through, I'm, I'm, I'm elated. I like to always have the creatives' kids in their personal life on the podcast to showcase what it is they do when they're not creating, what it is they do when they are creating. So your daughter being here and her running around is all a part of the brand. Mm -hmm. It's all good, so you know she can do what she wants to as long as she don't touch the camera. Yeah, she, <laughs> she gonna do what she wants. <laughs> so how you doing? Oh man, I'm 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 excited, man. Uh, I appreciate the hospitality. Okay. Um, I'm all about being authentic. Okay. So that's like I, I feel like that's me. Okay. Like a lot of people say different things about social media. You gotta have your page this way or that way. Yeah. I w I want to show the authentic me. Yeah. One minute I'm teaching. Yeah. One minute I'm working out, okay. one minute I'm being goofy. No doubt. And but at all times I'm loving on my baby girl. Okay. You know? No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So I was um I was talking to uh MJ. 
Yes. Okay. And and she made it a point to emphasize the fact that um, I can only get him into the position, but he will tell his story. Right. So before we get started, because this podcast is predicated heavily on the fact that all the creators that come on, I happen to know personally. Right. In my own walk, in my past, through college, through high school, whatever. Right. So that that's what this this podcast is predicated. But then there are creators that I realize that I'm not going to know. You know, what I mean, not from no past, not from no walk in life. They're just creators that, you know, happen to hear about the podcast and then. And then, you know, they 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 want to come on and I need to hear their story as well. Mm -hmm. So MJ made sure she emphasized saying that he will tell his story. Yes. So let's let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. Who is Brian Carroll? Man, uh, I'm just a just a guy out here. OK. Trying to fulfill my purpose. OK. Um, always thought like always you know with uh as a child i would always think about like how the world would be mm -hmm. if you okay. know you good, you, good. you know Go ahead. If, if i had this great platform okay. um to like do something amazing like you look at these movies with these heroes and i would always get sad when i would see like all the evil and all the things going on i would be like man how can i how can i help mm -hmm. but then it would be like anxiety i didn't know that it was anxiety back then at six and seven years old. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I was like, man, I know I got to do something about this. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like a lot of times we always think of something as some big, we think about it so deep and esoteric, but it really wasn't. It's like you build a house one brick at a time mm -hmm. and everybody has their role. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my role was just loving on people, mainly okay. loving on kids. Okay. And I know what it felt like as a, as a young child, not to necessarily have the love that I wanted from my father. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm making my business in every situation to, you know, just love on kids. And I mm -hmm. know that's one gift that I do have, you okay. know? Okay. So you say purpose. I, you know, when people started really referring to that term saying, finding my purpose, finding my purpose, I'm, I'm working to find my purpose, I haven't found my purpose, what does that mean per se to you? What do you mean when you say you're looking or you're trying to find your purpose? Well, I think it goes along with identity. I, a lot of the issues we struggle with in this in the world is identity crisis. Mm -hmm. We have so much, much indoctrination through the media, the music, everything that we see, mm -hmm. trying to tell us this how you need to be. Okay. Based on your color, based on you know your culture, based on where you live, where you're from. It's all these things. This is how you need to dress. This how you, And if you're not, then you're in some isolated group outside of what you see. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But my, I challenge people to be who you want to be. Yeah. Like I always say this, just because you're 6'4", 225, and you fast, don't mean you got to play football. Yeah. You can still play the violin and be yeah. okay with that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like we 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 have too many archetypes. We try to marginalize people and place them in, and ultimately, I think that's a danger that really hurts people mm -hmm. because we're being told, "Hey, you're supposed to be like this. You're supposed to dress like this," and really, people are so unhappy because when they don't fit into those norms, now those insecurities. Now um, you're having to wake up and be something that you aren't. You mm -hmm. feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So okay. Ooh, I hope she's all right. So um, so you're not originally from here. Nah. Where you from? I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. What part? Uh, like West Baltimore. Okay. I grew up in Baltimore County. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I was talking to MJ, like I said, because we had about an hour long conversation, right? Okay. And um, uh, for me, it it always fascinates me when I'm scheduled to talk to a, a creative. 
about the support that they get from somebody who's representing them. Not necessarily, it, it don't have to be something as the role as a manager, yeah. but just somebody who sees fit to say, hey, you know what? You need to hear this guy's story. You need to have a conversation with this guy. What do you think, how do you think that that relationship cultivated in terms of manager, artist, or however y'all classify y'all relationship in terms of like, you know, representing each other? How do you, how, do you, how did that go about starting? I mean, it was, it was a blessing. It's divine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I was in a position where I wanted to get more in position. Um, is it still running? Yeah. Oh. Oh, so I think it was divine. Like I went, I had a homeboy that was speaking, getting paid engagements, and just kind of doing some really good stuff. And I went to speak at his program one time. Yeah. And me, I'm just kind of green. I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that there's a business out here and all these different things going on. Mm -hmm. and he said, man, you have a good word for the people, man. I, I'm really proud of you. I've mm -hmm. seen you grow. He said, but you, you know, you need some representation. You need some PR. You need some management. Mm -hmm. He said, because a lot of people don't know who you are to get you a platform, to even get you out there. So I was like, dang, what can I do? So I started finding out people making calls. And I was like, man, this is more than my mortgage. Mm. You know, the stuff that they were, the prices they were putting out. And I was like, man, uh, I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Mm. And, uh, you know, just, you know, organically things happen. Um, I linked up with uh, MJ uh, through social media. And, I mean, she's just been awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, like me, I'm kind of a visionary and I'm just kind of all over the place sometimes. Yeah. But I'm just real passionate. But she helps me to center those things and, you know, making calls, connecting me with people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even giving me great ideas about how I could go about doing things. And mm -hmm. so it's just really, it's exciting. I'm excited about the journey and I'm just thankful. So uh, when you, when you say that, uh, as a visionary, you have so many thoughts, how does, how does her role like help you define and refine what you need to be doing at a certain point in time? Because I'm the type of person where, you know, I got to remind myself, you build a house one brick at a time. No doubt. You know, I'll be thinking like, all right, so I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm just like, impulsive like let's get it you okay. know what i'm saying but that's not necessarily how things go if you fail to plan you plan to fail yeah you know and they always say if, if you got four hours to chop down a tree spend three hours sharpening your knife yeah so she she kind of helps me to uh you know put things into the right focus and say all right so this is how we can detail things you know um like prime example like even like setting something up yeah. you know what i'm saying like she just has an eye for how a setup can go in the room. Hey, this would be good to spotlight this. And if you say this in this area, if you sit this and position this this way, this can be highlighted. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily have an eye for that type of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, as a team, you know, all of us are stronger than one of us. You know, there's a reason why you got a quarterback, you got a lineman, you got a running back, you got a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And I'm not asking my quarterback to do what the lineman do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we got to have everything work right. Yeah. You know, so I, it's important. Her skill set working with minds, I think, is just magical. Yeah. There's no way able to work together. And, the, and you just mentioned something that I heard Nas say one time on Nostradamus. He said, "We never planned to fail; we just failed to plan." Yeah, that's what he said. Did you get that from there? You just, you just. Um, you <laughs> know, you... <laughs> being, being an athlete, I didn't hear coaches say it so yeah. many times. But Nas is dope. Though. I yeah. like Nas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to Nas. You know? <laughs> so, so um, for me, creativity comes from experiences. Yeah. Right? Take us through the first time where you knew, okay, this is, I want to talk, uh, I want to motivate, and not only do I want to motivate, but I want to be involved with the growth and maturation of kids. Because you said you're, you yeah. teach. You're yeah. in what grade do you teach? I'm doing sixth and seventh grade right sixth now. Sixth and seventh grade. What school? I'm at Yes Prep. Yes Prep. On the north side. Yep. North side. At White Oak? 
Nah, North Central. North Central. North Central. Because I'm at Waltrip. I oh, teach eleventh grade. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know that. <laughs> so so take us through that that creative process of wanting to motivate and then eventually uh if that was after or before you decided to become an educator. Man, I didn't even I didn't want to do it. Okay. Like, you know how we be fighting against what's best for us? Yeah. And a lot of times that no that hurt us so bad yeah. is really the yeah. yes that we needed. Yeah. And um my thing was, I mean, I want to go to college. I want to get drafted. Okay. I want to play football. Yeah. I'm gonna have charities. I'm gonna give back to kids. I'm gonna do all these amazing things. Yeah. But uh, God had other plans. Yeah. And between injuries, adversity, and all this stuff, it really produced something in me that I didn't even know. And it's crazy because I looked at. I never forget it was a game with Emmett Smith. He dislocated his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And anybody that knows. If you hurt a big toe, dislocate a shoulder, something, it hurts to breathe. Mm. If you dislocate, it hurts to breathe. And this dude played in the game and finished the game. Mm. And I always always think, man, if I went through extreme adversity, do I got what it takes? Yeah. And I start getting faced with things in life that was so crushing, that was so powerful. And it's not even necessarily about what it is all the time because somebody could lose a parent mm-hmm. and somebody could – lose a girlfriend yeah. or a boyfriend yeah. and it could be the same effect. It's all about perspective, mm-hmm. you know? And it's all about the expectation that you had on it. And the expectation I had was so strong about making it and I knew I had the talent and I had the ability and there was so much stuff that went on. It just, it was it was very powerful, the effect that it had on me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I've learned to not be so emotionally connected to the end result and start being connected to the process. Yeah. So that helped me grow and through that, <clears throat> I started seeing so much. Um, I learned the two biggest determining factors on human beings being successful is exposure and resilience. Okay. So I'm like, man, people not. I said, look, uh, 40% of freshmen that go to college dropping out. I said, man, they got over 50, 60% dropout rates in school in some of these in some of these communities. I said, man, I saw New Jack City one time, and I saw Pookie, and I knew I wasn't using drugs. Yeah. But people still doing it. Yeah. So I'm like, what's driving people to do this? Yeah. So I start realizing people lack hope. Yeah. And I realized that me not having um, my biological father in my life like I wanted, and I'm granted, I've forgiven him. We've had some great talks, and we good now. But growing up, man, it was really tough, especially when you're the star athlete, you the guy that I just felt like I was the could have been the best son. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I would see people working with their dad because I played baseball. Oops. And I was the um, only, you know, guy on the team that ain't had no father figure a lot yeah, of times. Yeah. Everybody going to camps, everybody seeing that. And it was so hurtful. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I ain't going to ever do that. Yeah. So I was wondering why I had this big desire. You good? Hmm? I was wondering why <laughs> I had this strong desire to work with kids. And it was I had to search my heart. Tony Robbins always said, if you want to get the right answer, you ask yourself the right questions. So I started asking myself deeper and deeper. Next thing you know, I'm sitting there with tears in my eyes, and I'm like, dang, I'm just trying to replace what I didn't get. Yeah. And that's why I was, uh, you want to stay with daddy? Hmm? And that's <laughs> why I was so passionate about it. And, um, I'm, and you know, it's like, I was just like, man, I got to, that void that I was missing, I didn't want nobody to feel like that. Mm-hmm. So I started trying to fill that void. And through the pain and the experiences that I went through with trying to get on in that rat race, a free agency, playing ball, injuries, all that, uh, the politics and stuff, I said, man, I'm, I'm like this. If I go through this dark, if I go through this dark alley mm-hmm. and I learn something, I'm going to tell you not to go through it. Mm-hmm. So 
I use my experiences to try to teach other people so they don't have to experience the things that I experience. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what it is through athletic intelligence, the athletic program, through the cure, the nonprofit, through the uh, program work with kids. Like, I didn't want to teach. I was just working at a school because I, I was trying to train as a free agent. Mm -hmm. I, I needed a check, and it was good money. I like working with kids. Yeah. But from that, I just fell in love with working with the special education population. Yeah. I fell in love with... Um, Working in the schools, like I literally get joy in my heart when I walk through the hallway and see kids, mm -hmm. and I'm nicknames for everybody, handshakes, opportunities to minister to them and mm -hmm. help them, you know, sift throughout life and figure out, <laughs> figure <laughs> out what they doing. Yeah. Say something, Brinley. Say something, Mama. You wanna say something? <laughs> <laughs> you good, Brinley? <laughs> you wanna lay down with Daddy? Lay down. Yeah, tired. yeah. Keep so going. Keep it just, going. It, I just learned about patience, man. Uh, working in school, you know how patient you're not, mm -hmm. how nice you aren't, yeah. how unforgiving you are. Because yeah. especially when you work with kids, you know what I'm saying. Um, but they need it. So I just started. It really was training for me to become a husband one day, to become a father, to work in the community. Because you know all the answers that we need, all the things that we're 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 suffering from, I think, it's just a lack of love. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I go on and on about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, but, keep going. Um, because because I'm going to tie it into the fact of, you know, I, uh, as an educator, man, I teach 11th grade, and I almost think that um, when you get to, I think that you got to catch kids early. Definitely. You know, everybody, everybody, everybody's child ain't bad, <coughs> but true. I think you got to catch them early. And so if you don't catch them, you know, sixth and seventh grade is a pivotal time period, right? When you get to the ninth grade, you almost saw, you almost kind of set in your ways, like you will do this or you won't do this. And so as you age in the school system, it just becomes more and more difficult for you to be able to get through to a kid. So now, now you've got to deal with disciplinary issues as well as learning, as well as trying to get them to, you know, be cohesive in the classroom, integrate them, teach them all these principles, and then at, at at the end of the day, get things done. Because if you end up going into society, you're expected to complete certain tasks. You gotta complete certain tasks. So if you can't complete certain tasks, then you find yourself not working, you find yourself out of a job, you find yourself doing things that are not gonna be fruitful to society. So keep going with that because I think that that's a, a key component to who you are and what you do. Brentley, can I can can Daddy talk in the microphone? Can you move over a little bit? Thank you. Houston, this is what it's all about. This is what a creative goes through. You got to. You can't. You cannot separate personal from the creative aspect. So we're back. Um, you know, got to take care of the babies. So listen, man. I, I want. It was important for us to take that break, right? Um, get baby situated because we're gonna get into the meaty things in this podcast, right? So let's go ahead and wrap. Um, the educational portion of it, because I want the where I'm going to go to next is, you know, I got to have your full, full undivided attention. I need it. So um, we were just talking about um, the educational system, why you um, as a creative went that route. OK, let's conclude that before we go into the next one. The next one, I want to find out what, what kind of music you're listening to. So let's wrap that. We were just talking off air and let's just summarize that right quick and then move on into the next point. OK, so, uh, so basically, um. Regarding education, like I, I look at education as infinite, you know. Okay. And a lot of times, I think we're losing the kids because we're thinking education is just school is boring. 
sit down, yeah. shut up, and listen while I talk. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more than that. And I, I taught my class with a football in my hand. I had a behavior class where you had to be labeled emotionally disturbed to be in my class. They bust kids from all over HISD to come in that class. And, I, and, and they had never done anything well in school. They had rear folders. The spare folders were super thick. And I had them in there reading. I had them writing. Mm -hmm. I had them doing their multiplication facts. Mm -hmm. I had them mentoring. I built a culture of love. There was no bullying. You know what I'm saying? There was no bullying of yourself. There was no bullying of other people. And there was a standard. There was core values that were set. And our class was fun. Like we used to watch, you know, I had to, I had to let make them think that I was the best football player all the time. And because we in Houston, with the exception of JJ Watt at the time, because this was like 2015, mm. 2016, like JJ Watt was number one, but I was number two. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I built that, and I was the class dad. Yeah. You know, and it was a love atmosphere. And like we were speaking about, like we have to start mentoring kids earlier. We can't start in middle school or high school. We got to get them earlier because. There's so many societal things that are going on. There's so many things, social and emotional, that are breaking the families up, that are messing the kids psychologically up, that which normalize. Like I, I, I asked one of the LSSPs, licensed school um, counselors, the people that do the diag, the diag, that the diagnosing whether your kid is ADHD, you know, whether they're in special ed, whether they're 504, emotionally disturbed. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, how do y'all determine whether somebody's emotionally disturbed? And the guy looked me in the eyes and said whether they act normal. And I said, well, what is normal? Because mm. I said normal in off Homestead, you know, as yeah. opposed to normal in Katy, yeah. or normal in Third Ward or Fifth Ward, or normal in a toxic home is different. Yeah. And um, I just think that that wasn't fair. Yeah. So I said, I started digging and digging and digging, and I started learning, like we talked about, I think it's like, I think it's like 80 or 90% of women go back to work within 10 days of having a baby. Mm. So now that's emotionally traumatic for the kid and for the mom mm -hmm. you know for the kid because you know that means they're not getting breastfed consistently mm -hmm. and then that's um consistent with the oxytocin which is called the cuddle hormone for 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 nurturing for um that that bonding mm -hmm. like like when my baby went home we literally cuddle and watch cartoons she lays on my chest and watches. it that's a part of what she needs mm -hmm. but think about it how many kids are getting that Mm. You know, especially from a mother and a father, or have gotten it, or have gotten it in yeah. general. Yeah. So, so we're doping the kids up on meds. Yeah, they're not getting the essentials that they need, emotional, social, physically, nutrition-wise. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we're in a, uh, a education system that is just. People can say the education system has failed them, but I think we're asking the education system to do what it's not designed to do. Mm -hmm. I look at the education system like a mama with tw twenty kids. Mm -hmm. No assistance and no daddy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, you know, in the 50s, it was reading, writing, and arithmetic. Now, it's reading, writing, and arithmetic. It's counseling. It's crisis prevention. Mm -hmm. It's fathering. It's mothering. It's mm -hmm. all of that. You know, so we're, I think we're asking the school system to do too much, and we're not thinking about self-preservation. Yeah. Like, wh wh where does the point say where I don't want my child to be poor? Yeah. But then also, systematically, we got adults that, you think about a term, arrested development. Mm -hmm. where their development has been arrested because they're dealing with the same things that we just talked about. Yeah. The difference is they're 35 or 40 or 28, and their child is 3, 4, or 5. Yeah. You know, I um I was talking to my man the other day. Uh, I was asking him about a house because I, I want him to be my realtor, right? Mm -hmm. And I was saying to him, um, I was looking at this house, and it was zoned to Madison. And, you know, when you look at the house on HAR, they have um, 
they have like what, what schools are zoned, yeah. the, the, the houses are zoned to, and it said that Madison was below average. Yeah. So it was telling me, man, you know what? You really don't want to have your kids go to Madison. I said, why not? And then he was like, well, you know, I was talking to a couple of my clients, and they didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want their kids to go to schools in Fort Benz. I said, "Listen, I think that the I think that the school system expects too much from us. Like they want us, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But there is no, hey, what are the parents doing to supplement what we're doing in the classroom? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a I think it's a bad thing that if your high school kid comes to school and then he comes home and he doesn't do anything that he did in school, like homework, i.e., mm-hmm. you need to be asking the question, what homework do you have? What are you doing? So we need as educators, we need help." from the parents at home Please. to help to supplement them so that that way we can all be on one accord. Like I told him, listen, I love it when parents, like, look, is it is it better for me to email you? Is it better for me to text you? How Can I call you? Can I can we meet up? I like that. But I understand at the same token that there are a lot of parents that are working. You know what I'm saying? Working two or three jobs, send their kids to school, and they expect them to do that, but the kids is not following well, through. I, I, I agree with you 100%, man, because mm-hmm. to the point where a lot of people don't even give homework. Mm-hmm. It, I think the parents send their kids to school saying, my child is getting educated. And yeah. they think that. Yeah. I tell any parent, go whatever school that your child go to and invest a week in it. Because you need to see the culture. You need to see what your child is dealing with. Mm-hmm. We got kids doing some things in the restrooms yeah. that, you know, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. term debauchery. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Obscene yeah. behavior. For sure. Um, there's drugs, there's all that stuff. So you need to know what the culture is so you can know what you got to battle against. Yeah. And I also say, y'all sit down as a family and eat. Talk to your kids. Mm-hmm. I talk to kids. Mm-hmm. I just ask them questions. And, you know, they're going to tell you what's on their heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I and I agree, we have to get the parents to do more. Because, like, on Halloween, when we went to the thing for the books, yeah. I mean, it was thousands and thousands of people there. Yeah. But on parent-teacher night. Where nobody, y'all at? Yeah, nobody's. Like, there. where are y'all at? Yeah. Like, you you shouldn't be finding out that your child can't read in eighth eighth grade or high school. That's your fault. That's not the school fault. Mm. That means there's no educational theme in your house. Mm. And I, I I think it's unfair for parents to fuss at their kids. You expecting your child to be something that you aren't or that you haven't cultivated in the house. So what are the core values in the house? What is the atmosphere? When they get home, what is the expectation? Like, I had a friend got mad at her son for something mm-hmm. and I was like well you know that's not fair he said why he said because you didn't set the tone you didn't set the expectation mm-hmm. you didn't tell him when to be ready you just called and expected him to be ready and said he should have known and I said the reason why my classroom is successful is because I don't ex- I don't have I pretend as, that, as though they don't know anything at first mm-hmm. and I try to find out where they are but I, it's never any excuse think about it in sports, they give us the greatest blueprint. There's an itinerary. We know what we're doing from 7 to 8, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11. There's no excuse. And then we do it repetition. It's repetition over mm-hmm. and over. Mm-hmm. Then we watch film on it. Then we look at the plays. Then we talk about it. Mm-hmm. We watch it in slow motion. Mm-hmm. We watch it in regular motion. Yeah. Then we continue to beat on it so they know the plays. Yeah. So you can't tell me these guys can't think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or these guys, you can't tell me they can't be focused, pay attention. Sometimes we just too tired and ain't handing our business as teachers, or your class just boring. Cause yeah. they can sit on, they can sit up there and play Fortnite for eight hours. Yeah, my baby can sit up there and watch Baby Shark. 
Yeah. <laughs> and um, Elmo. Yeah. yeah. I heard her saying ABCs in Spanish from watching the Elmo video. I was doing this. She, she watched the video like three times and said it in Spanish. Mm. They can learn. Yeah. And we got to get them early because if you think about how brain development works, we got to. We got to set the tone with the way their brains are getting formed because from zero to three is the most important time yeah. where your brains are getting formed. Problem is we... We having these unrealistic expectations. We don't want to put in no work. Don't set no foundation. Then say you should know this. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah. You feel me? I do. Yeah. You give you're giving me a lot of uh a lot a lot to look about myself as an educator. Like, okay, you need to fix this before you can expect anything. Like setting setting standards and setting expectations and all of that. You've given me a lot of jewels that I need to, you know, mm-hmm. put in the classroom and put and implement in the classroom. So this is where I go with it. What songs on your mind right now? Um, it was this Lecrae song, and the w- reason why I like Lecrae because he's just he's so transparent about his journey, mm. and I'm all about being real. Okay, like when I want to talk about fathering, like I'm gonna be a father, and I ain't know how to be a man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I I talk about stuff like that. Yeah, but seeking you shall find. So it's a song where he's just talking about his journey, all his pitfalls. Yeah. And I listen to that song and it, you know, it just really inspires me. Yeah. It makes me want to work hard. I cannot remember what the song is called, but it's just so powerful when he's talking about his journey as a as a husband, as a father, as an artist. Yeah. And, and trying to live for God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you you got to you got to text me that so I can I can put it on the on, yeah. on the episode. Yeah. And I'm going to go with today's uh 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 November the 2nd, uh 2019. I'm going to go with uh um, parties over by Mob Deep. Today's uh, uh, Prodigy's birthday. Rest in okay. peace to him. I Today's see you on birthday. the East Coast rap. Yeah, I, yeah. Nas is my favorite rapper. Yeah, Nas yeah. is my favorite rapper. You know, so uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Mob Deep. Um, uh, parties over, right? So this is where I go with it, man. So you've mentioned twice being real. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna be real with you. When I was thinking about how I wanted the direction of this podcast to go, I didn't know which way to go with it, you know, because so for so long I've been repeating to myself, uh, this is the number one platform where I invite creators to share their journeys, right? Mm-hmm. And creation is not just being an artist. It's not just being a rapper. It's not just being a writer. It's not just being a poet. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of creation involved. That's a, a very ambiguous word. So when you walked in today, right, and one thing that I love about people that represent something is for me, I got to feel you in it. You know what I'm saying? You come in here today and I thought, okay, well, well, B going to come through. I don't know if he's bringing any kind of props, so I'm just going to go ahead and set up the the polos and, and, and the uh, sweaters and everything. So you come in with the, uh, the, with the super sharing. Um, uh, what do you call this? What do you call this? Like cover. it's it's it, a book cover. Yeah. You come in with books. You come in with a T-shirt. So I said, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's what we. That's what. That's the meat and potatoes. So when we took that break earlier, and do you have another bag of Doritos? Because I I need her to sit in your lap and just be still. No man, we need some. <laughs> they got they got a machine downstairs. <laughs> uh, they they do they do. I don't know if they're open, but we got to we got to get her another bag because I need to I need to understand. I need to feel this. I need to I need to sit with it because I had. A child. I had an author on here before who wrote a, a child book, right? And I want to hear your journey about that. Okay. Oh, uh, it doors open. It's good. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Let's let's talk so about that. It make it made me think about. It's something that Kanye said, man. Um. He he like. He said something about like just believing in yourself, no mm-hmm. matter what. I've heard mm-hmm. number people say that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? What I've been doing lately is I've been wearing my stuff. Yes. One day I woke up, I said, man, and I've always been a person people call me cheap. 
But I'm like, just because somebody says this T-shirt, which is made with whatever material that other T-shirt that's $15 is made with, I should pay $300 just because they name on there? Yeah. I'm like, man, you trying to play me. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Like, mm -hmm. I should pay $300 because you said, and then people going to condemn me and say I'm cheap. Because I don't want to pay. That's the value you place on it. That's not the value I place on it. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I value myself. I love myself. I'm going to start getting blank T-shirts and put what I want on it. Yeah. Matter of fact, you know, Super Curl, I want the kids to believe they super. So I'm going to put Super Curl on everything. I'm going to tell every kid to put Super in front of their name. Yeah. That's why this baby Super Curl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I said, we got to be proud of it. But since I've done it, some people are like, man, that's dope. Okay. And some people are like, man, why you wearing yourself? I said, well, why you got on a Nike shirt? Yeah. Why you got on a polo shirt? I'm really big on on self-branding, self-marketing. But people so brainwashed, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I said, man, you know, it, it you got to take a step out to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to get past all the noise, believe in yourself in spite of what anybody say, and be like, forget that. I I, I love who I am. I love what I represent. I want to inspire people. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's really what it is. And like, think about I, I used to hate reading. I didn't like to read. Didn't read well growing up. Had anxiety about reading in front of class with stutter and mess up the words. Mm -hmm. But I realized I hadn't put in no work. Mm -hmm. And I realized one in four, I learned that one in four in Harris County are, are illiterate. One in four. That's mm -hmm. a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And in the poor communities, it's way higher than that. Why you think the dropout rate is at 50, 60, and 70% at some high schools in 2019? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I said, man, I got to get these kids excited about reading. I got to get them somebody that looks like them that they can relate to. Mm -hmm. And I got to inspire them. And I got to make sure when they done doing it that they can do it. Because a lot of teachers, you know, we put together our lesson plans. We tie, We threw it together. And then we assume that just because we deliver the message, they're going to understand it. Yeah. So I put work pages in the back that attack with different styles of learning to make sure that they understand it. Okay. So there's sentences that ask you. Because, like, the thing about it, <laughs> I used to get in trouble in school all the time. My mom said, what you going to do different? I'm, I'm going to be good. I always ask kids, what does be good look like? What are you going to do when you're in class when the teacher's talking? We need to go through all of those small things. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the procedure for getting up? Mm -hmm. Do you just get up or do you raise your hand? Mm -hmm. When somebody says something that you don't like, do you pull them aside and talk to them or do you just blurt it out? Do you hit them when you're upset or do you talk to them and express how you feel? So I, I wanted to convey the love and the message and the fathering that I do. In the really, all I just I love one of them kids like they mine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I put that into a book, a series of books. And I want them to get excited about reading. And now the kids, man, they love it. Man, it's funny. The, the older kids be wanting to read it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like we just doing that. And it, But it took me stepping out. I had a 2.2 leaving high school. I had First time I took my SAT, I got like a five or six something. Mm -hmm. And it ain't because I didn't have the capabilities. It's because I hadn't activated it, like with a card. When you swipe a card that's not activated, it don't do nothing. It don't do nothing. Once yeah. you activate it, mm -hmm. now it's unlimited. Yeah, yeah. As long as you have bread on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you have the max of whatever that level's on there. Yeah. Now I can maximize my potential yeah. because I've activated this card. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've activated my mind, so I start reading. So, man, I, I rose my score up like 500 points. I rose it up so much that the, 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 uh, the NCAA said it didn't count. Yeah. They said he had to have cheated. Then I went to college, had like a 3.3. And I didn't even really start studying. Yeah. I just woke up in a sense where I was more enlightened and, and concerned about my personal development. And I want the kids to wake up and have an understanding and see those things. So I put in a book to inspire them at a young age mm -hmm. to get them reading. Cause you mm -hmm. know that reading can free your mind. Mm -hmm. You know? So how did you who who did the uh how did you find the person to illustrate the book for you? 
Well, I was I was calling around trying to find people, and they was talking about like two forty a page. It was expensive. I was like, damn, I'm at the drop a lot of, you know, I don't like spending money. I'm I'm cheap. <laughs> a friend of mine, uh, one of my friends from college, knew it. This this lady, and she took me up with a lady on Fiverr. Mm-hmm. That's all the way in oh, India. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she did it for like twenty twenty dollars a page. Yeah, 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 and she yeah. was uh, very efficient. Yeah. We just communicated through email. Yeah. It's all gone. You want some more? Okay. It's on the way, baby. It's on the way. So just sit down and be good. I'm bring you some more, okay? All right, baby. So um so yeah, man. Okay. So is this is this book how much of the core values right okay. there? Okay. The core values, love, the core sharing, values. kindness, mm-hmm. respect. It's the, fun. Those, it's a book for all of those. And I got a curriculum. I wrote really? a curriculum for it. Really? Love, sharing, kindness, respect, fun, friendship, helping others, caring, empathy, patience, wisdom, resilience, consistency, grit. So how much? So you are is the book centered around your childhood or yeah, just different okay. stories and scenarios. See, one thing they always tell us teachers is say something that's relevant. Okay. So if I'm talking about wars, I okay. could talk about gang activity. Yeah. It's just on a smaller spectrum. So yeah. I start using situations that they deal with on a daily basis in class. That's really and stuff that I experience. That that's the situation I experience. Okay. You know, and I I, I give them the issue. I give them high progress, and then I give them a solution. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So this first one, this first one, let me let me let me read this first one. Super Carol once was a child who had few toys, and all he could do was play outside with his boys. Okay, I like this. See, I love I love the fact I love the fact of how some would let him play with their toys, and some wouldn't. He always felt sad when they said he couldn't. I try okay. to put some bars in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this this would uh, would range from what age to what age? Uh, from a teak standpoint, mm-hmm. probably about like pre K to like five. Okay, fifth grade, pre K to fifth pre-K grade. Pre K to fifth grade. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So um, today is uh, like I said before, November the second, two thousand and nineteen, and we have fifty nine days left in the two thousand nineteen year. Mm-hmm. What do you hope to attain in fifty nine days? I'm trying to go out with a bang. And I don't, I don't even like the, you know how some people say, New Year's, Re- New Year's resolutions are good, but when you get a revelation about something, you need to start immediately. Okay. You feel me? Okay. So, hey, Brinley, Brinley, hold on one second, okay? Okay, baby? Chips? Okay. Oh, they coming. They coming. They coming. Yeah, we, we, we about to bring you some more she chips. She got them Doritos, and she was just in La La Land. She yeah, was she, perfect. My baby is munching. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Watch that. Yeah, watch that. <laughs> Sit right there and watch that, okay? Okay. So, so fifty nine days you wanna you so wanna you wanna really, go with a bang. So I started a uh consultant firm. Okay. So I, I realized I've never been passionate about instruction. Okay. So I've never been passionate about instruction, but I was just passionate about people and kids and finding out what's their why. And I was oftentimes having the highest scores in my grade level. And I said, Dang. And I go to these professional developments and they were super boring. And then I, one day I found out how much the person, I heard somebody like arguing in the front of said like, well, we had to pay this person this much money. I'm like, dang, they made that much money? Mm-hmm. It clicked. Bing, bing, bing. I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm just like, man, I got to get out of the classroom. Like, I, yeah. Because I know my purpose isn't rooted in just necessarily just sitting in the classroom. And that's no indictment to anybody who wants to do that because yeah. that's awesome and we need you. Yeah. But I know my path, I, I want to teach teachers. Because I know a lot of the issues that we're struggling with with students are as a result of lack of engagement, lack of relationships. And a lot of times, you know, <laughs> you know, the behaviors and the stuff that's going on in your class is a, is a result of who you are, not who the kids are. 
Who you what? Say who you aren't. Okay. Like it's a, as a result of who I'm not as an educator as opposed to who they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I yeah, set I the tone. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I said I, I started creating these curriculums and just start thinking about the things that I do and I put it into proposals and stuff like that to work with teachers. So I got my um, educational firm started, Brian Carroll and Associates. Um, don't ask me who the associates are. <laughs> 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 but uh, so doing that, going to different, um, I, I went to go shadow a very powerful uh, educational consultant mm -hmm. and um, doing that and trying to get professional developments and just really getting on that. I want to really get that up and going. Um, continuing to build funds for the daycare because mm -hmm. like we talking about getting them early. Yeah. Imagine, you know what I'm saying, a young black man, um, with a, you know, with a daycare, yeah, a chain of them, yeah, focusing on critical thinking, behavior management, and literacy, yeah, you know. So, so we are. I always think like this: I ain't trying to go beg everybody for funds and to get them to give me this. Okay. Oh, my dad called me. <laughs> I ain't trying to here, here, baby girl. Here you go, Brentley. I'm not trying to beg for funds and, mm. and, and and beg the school system. To, they are they already proven. They showed their hand. We know they are. You are who we thought you were, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm gonna do is we are gonna get the kids before they get to school. Yeah, they yeah. Can, kids can start reading around two and a half, three years old. Yeah. So how about we send them to school? How about we be more proactive instead of reactive? Yeah. So so building the funds for that, getting Brian Carroll and Associates really ingrained in some school districts and getting some business going with that, and really just you know learning more about finances and business to get residuals. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I I, I want to be in a position. Where I'm not necessarily having to do the nine to five thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. I'm kinda ready to really spread the wings, yeah. get the uh yeah. paid, you know, speaking engagements yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. No doubt. No doubt. Kinda start no doubt. rocking and rolling with that. No uh doubt. I wanna go out with a bang. Yeah. So do you do you think that um with your experience in junior high that you could ever go up to high school? You know, crazy. I I worked elementary, middle and high school. Okay. High school's the easiest. Yeah, okay. Because they're a little older, yeah. you know, it's like little brothers, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, middle school is probably the hardest. Yeah. Because that's when they brains are just. <laughs> yeah. When I drove school buses back in the day, I knew I didn't oh. want to teach high school, or middle school rather. I didn't I didn't want to teach middle school. It was just too much. And then high school, you know, they do have personalities. They do, they, they can, if they want to, be still, learn, and uh, make deadlines. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So uh, the podcast. For me, man, the podcast is all about talking to creatives, and most importantly, the last question I'll ask them is, "What's next?" Immediately, what's next for you? Shoot, what's next immediately? Me and MJ rocking out, taking over Houston, the okay. nation. Okay, you know, um, really just spreading, spreading the message from a motivational standpoint, from an educational standpoint. I think everything is educational. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we try to throw things in different sections, right? Yeah. When we don't have like with athlete, I'll tell them you don't have to choose. An athletic intelligence, you don't have to choose between being the smart guy and the athlete. No, you can do both simultaneously. Because if it takes money to make money in the league minimum, let's say in the NFL league minimum is four hundred eighty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. If it takes money to make money, and you making four hundred, that worst case scenario, you making four hundred eighty thousand, which is a really good worst case scenario, and you're connected in a locker room with all these millionaires, and you're connected with all these professionals, what can you do with that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. 
get helping from athletic intelligence trying to get that really it's really a player development program so we really want that in the districts and even working with the colleges mm. you know getting the guys because we want to create better men you're gonna be somebody daddy you're gonna be somebody husband mm -hmm. you need to be a working member of society yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. and finding your what, what, what you put on this earth to do everybody yeah. got a different lane yeah. finding out what your lane is yeah. you know so that's 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 immediate thing that we're work, working on getting into different conferences, setting up these different symposiums to help the kids, and um, really getting Brian Carolyn Associates really going in, in the school districts. That's like some really immediate, you know, stuff okay. that I really want to get going. And with the books, um, we want to do a tour. Yeah. Um, I love working with the kids. Like, I love to sit down and read, but I knew what it was like. I was real antsy, you know, still kind of antsy to this day. So it's like uh, the uh, Super Carol tour. It's like Super Carol Fun Day. We go up to the schools. Pop up at the schools, read with them, do some of the work pages. Then we go outside and turn up. We're going to play football. We're going to play basketball. Yeah. And that's still a learning experience. Yeah. Like, think of how much you learn playing basketball. Mm -hmm. Somebody going to get mad because they ain't getting the ball. Teachable moment. Somebody not going to pass the ball when they should have. Teachable moment. Somebody not going to be hustling. Teachable moment. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and that's one thing I've learned. I talk to educators a lot. Instead of us being in our feelings, let's use the teachable moments to actually teach them so we're not in our feelings fussing at them and missing the moment yeah. to build a relationship and to teach them something. Yeah. You know, so Brian Kellen, associate <laughs> educational consultant, mm -hmm. um, athletic intelligence, symposiums, going to the schools, teaching them that it's more than the game and you don't have to shut up and dribble. Yeah. You can do what you want. Yeah. You can run it because yeah. you're making money and you're making moves. And then the book tour, getting in these schools, empowering these kids about literacy, about education and really just having a conglomerate of people working together. Like we're talking about all these schools in these communities, like you got a lot of people that's in the area of that's uh zone to Madison mm. that's very proficient. Yeah. Let's start adopting schools then. Yeah. You know, people from the community. Let's get in there, let's adopt these schools, let's make moves. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to start, I think we gotta get back to that civil rights mentality. And I'm saying they were strategic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, look at all the resources we have now. They were strategic with everything they did. We need to get more strategic about coming to the schools and mentoring and loving on the kids. You know, so. That's it, huh? Mm -hmm. So, man, what I do on the podcast is I like to give people a staple of the podcast, man. This this T-shirt I made exclusive for all the creators that come on to the podcast is a token from me to you. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, and uh, it was just a pleasure talking to you. I know that uh, we'll be in contact as educators to vibe. And uh, I, I feel like I can learn more from you as an educator to be better in my classroom and better in my setting. Okay. Man, right. thanks. Houston, Texas, man. I do what I do for myself to prove I can do it for others. Peace and blessings. Yo, I feel like 95, Sachi on my body, Biggie Jigga Puffy, all that ballin' is a hobby, and I'm wildin' in my wallies, in them valleys, no Pilates, more way get you more wet, nah, that's these Bumanti, my crystal ball, I see crystal, I crystal y'all with that, I saw the sign like Ace Space, that Ace of Space, get crack me like, cheers to the money guys, the willy niggas, who buy them bottles, them 
liquors. Yo, yo, salute my dude. I see you, dog. Five bottles, one dick. Why I need some rubs? I know I'm out of line. But love is shower time. You know it rose a rain when your cloud is nine. Get off that high ass hussy. This a private party. Been on my dick too long. Your breath on private party. You gon' be nice and naughty. These walls on priceless Audi. This the upper crust. Fuck is up. Yes, we did it again, sipping with no remorse, we gon' do it again.